Welcome to Talking Fußball Fantasy, your source for all things official fantasy Bundesliga with player picks as silky as a Jafiro Dilrison solo run, fantasy advice as jaw-dropping as an Amin Harit match winner and pundits who really wish Robert Lewandowski hadn't been that generous. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening one and all. My name is James Surrogate. This is Talking Fußball Fantasy Season 3, Episode 6 and joining me as ever is the fantasy Fußball got himself Flo. Flo, match day 5 was a weekend for monster points hauls in the Bundesliga fantasy world. There are two games left now until we have unlimited transfers unleashed on the game. How are you feeling about your squad? Yeah, I don't have Joshua Kimmich, so maybe that tells you where I'm at at the moment. <laughs> oh, that's a, okay. That's a bit of a yeah, a tough, a tough blow, admittedly. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to be different at times, but now. That doesn't work out or didn't work out in the last few weeks, but I just can't bring him back for some reason. I'm, I always want to do another transfers and then I'm saying like, how many assists can he get? But it seems like a lot is the correct answer to that. <laughs> it does seem to be that way. Yeah. 24 points against Köln, another big one. I mean, basically my defense is in tatters myself and Kimmich is kind of shouldering the responsibility of carrying my whole back line and he's doing a very good job of it right now and I'm very grateful for the fact that I did fall on the side of keeping him in my squad instead of freeing up the funds for elsewhere but it does mean that my back line has been cost numerous times elsewhere when it comes to making my transfers and this week yeah I think what I, I only had two two players that actually picked up positive points which wasn't exactly great but Kimmich was one of them and he was my star man so that did help a lot right the shout out of the week from a fortnight ago oh, excuse me from a fortnight ago that's notes from a long time ago but okay shout out of the week from this week goes to Evan Pavar, who notched 185 points with only Demirbay and Alcacer not scoring in double digits that bench I will say though having had a look at their squad needs a little bit of work though right let's end part one with some listener questions at Hafid FW is it the right time to bring in Haustenberg, he asks, and the best option for cheap forwards because I want to upgrade Borello. So I wouldn't know about Haustenberg because he's questionable for Saturday. So if you don't get any news on him, I wouldn't go there. And I personally wouldn't spend the budget on Haustenberg right now because the last time he played when Leipzig were playing with a four-man backline, it wasn't such a fantasy points hole that it would justify the high price tag of Falstenberg. I can't really pick a cheap forward because I don't think there are any cheap forwards out there I would trust at, at the moment. Uh, I would definitely spend up front and then not bring in Halsenberg. That would be my advice. But if I had to pick one, it would be Lukas Höhler of Freiburg uh, and he's 6.4 million. But I personally definitely won't go there. Yeah, I think, I mean, to be honest, the transfers that I'm looking at making this week, I have actually looked into bringing in someone around the price range of Borello. And Flo's right, there there are some okay options out there, but you can't really trust them to pick up points. You may be able to get a start out of someone like Joshua Sargent right now, which could be beneficial. But, you know, could you really expect him to score big, especially with Dortmund away this weekend? You know, it's, it's a tough one to call. But if you're willing to maybe sacrifice that slot, I 
I mean, I'm, I'm considering it myself, but I think Flo's right in saying it's not necessarily the recommended route. It's better to probably sacrifice elsewhere. That's why that is why my backline is in tatters right now because I have sacrificed my backline and transfers made to do the the moves that I want further up front. So yeah, let's move on to the next question. It's uh, one with multiple parts. It is from at Mirza Sahalic who asks, should I start Sabitza, Brekalo, or Harit, seeing as they all play at the same time? Uh, what be Sabitza for me? He's in great form and a really reliable fantasy asset right now. Couldn't agree more. Next part of the question, is it worth sticking to Niederlechner? Not many points, but he's a consistent pick and has actually earned me a lot of value. Yeah, I think he's he's okay, but his price tag is almost 9 million. So I'd rather pay 2, 3 million more and get a striker who could be potentially a lot better than Niederlechner. Because Lieder Lechler is hindered by Augsburg not being the best squad in the league. Yeah, that's it. I mean, you're right. Consistent points, but it's consistently kind of just above average and you need someone in those striker roles to really score big. So I'd agree with the upgrade there. They also ask, what's the situation with Kamada and Tommy? Can we expect them to start regularly now? Yeah, Kamada was just a rotation. I'm, I'm pretty sure of that. He played a lot. He will be back he had a hand in the equalizer for Frankfurt against Dortmund so I wouldn't worry about Kamada with Tommy I think it's more up in the air I'm I'm not sure that we'll see a consistent start on the wings from uh, for Fortuna Düsseldorf all season because I think Funko likes to mix and match a bit depending on what he sees on the practice squad and uh, who the opponent is so I wouldn't feel comfortable with Eric Tommy right now. Yeah that's it if he was guaranteed starts he'd be a valuable pick because we know he can get in amongst it but you're right I think Funko's very picky about which midfielders to use against which opponents in which system when it comes to their work against the ball and he's obviously got very select roles for very select players and that does mean that he is going to mix and match regularly which isn't great for fantasy owners right next question then is from john howick who asks hello or says hello guys thanks for the advice last week my midfield picks all performed so congratulations on that glad it helped but he says he now has issues with three defenders schlotterbeck hausenberg and russian all earned me zero points since they didn't start who would be your three replacements so at first i i would say that russian in my opinion, is a bit like Kamada. He will be back in the starting lineup. So it would surprise me hugely if he were left out again this weekend. So it's not really necessary to sell Roussillon, although he hasn't been the Roussillon we know and love from previous fantasy seasons. So just that to add, Halsenberg, he's questionable. We already talked about that. I mean, a guy who's shooting up the board is Christian Günther. He has uh, 72 points so far this season. Is the second highest defender in the game of Freiburg. And I think he's he's a really good asset for 11.4 million. Another guy I would look at would be Leiner of Gladbach for 11 million, even Gieselmann for Tuna Düsseldorf 8.3 and Daniel Brusinski, I left him for dead because of the addition of the new guy, uh, Ronald Gabriel. But it seems like Brusinski is keeping his place and uh, for that price tag, he's a good fantasy player, we know that. So that would be the guys I would suggest in defense. 
Yeah, I think I can't really disagree with any of them. Gunter's been sensational. I mean, one point behind Kimmich, and I think the two of them almost have a 20-point gap on the next best defender, which, if I'm not mistaken, is Liner. So it's, uh, I mean, a really impressive start to the season for the man for Freiburg. We're going to be talking about him a little bit later. The only one of the ones I'd say is after this weekend, so after the Leipzig game, Schalke defenders have proven to be quite good. Okchipka and Kenny, either or, you can't really go wrong with both of them. And we're still waiting to see Ozan Kabak really kind of make his impact on that side, especially in an attacking sense. But it could happen at some point. I'm still going to back it. But yeah, <laughs> moving but on to they're playing at Leipzig now. That's why I well, didn't mention it. them. That's so. it, yeah. So and then I mean if I was mentioning one player from this weekend actually, the one I wanted to add from this weekend was Danny De Costa of Frankfurt, assuming he's going to come back into the starting lineup. Although I have to say Eric Durham really took me by surprise against Dortmund in terms of how well he performed. But okay, shall we move on to the next question from at Ignatius Brian L1? He's got three parts to his question. He's asking first for the best option from Frankfurt flow. It's Andre Silva for me, 10.7 million. I think he looked great. He likes to take shots. He has the potential to be an every week fantasy star. Yeah, that was kind of exactly the conclusion I drew from that Dortmund game as well. He opened his account, first goal since January and all that. But in terms of his performance, he was here, there and everywhere and seemed to be involved in every good thing that Frankfurt produced. And it meant that Paciencia actually only picked up three points in that game because everything ran through Silva and he was the one making everything happen. So I agree with you. I'm just I'm wary of drawing that conclusion fully after just one game but I do like the looks of him and if he's in the starting lineup on Friday night it's going to be hard not to bring him in question part two from Brian is Orban good to take from Leipzig because he says he doesn't have the enough money to take their wing backs he's decent scores a lot and he's 10.3 million what do you think Flo before I answer the Orban one one thing to add on uh, Silva I mean he had a big game against Dortmund but he also scored 12 points at Augsburg when they lost 2-1 2-1 and that's without being involved in the goal. True. So he got six points for shots on goals, three points for challenges won, two points for passes to shots and then two points for minutes played. So and reducted one for being on the losing side. So I think Silva is uh, can even perform when he's not scoring. So that's something to add. Sorry. And then uh, the part about Auburn, I mean, he's decent if they keep a clean sheet. And uh, there's always uh, the likelihood is always quite high with Leipzig because they have a great defense and he scores a decent amount of goals. I don't like to bank on my defenders getting set piece goals, but if you want to bank on one, I think Auburn is possibly one of the best out there for 10.3 million. I still like wing backs more and if you can't afford the Leipzig one I'd go look at other teams for instance Christian Günther was just one million more than Billy Orban. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I think I looked into it uh, the other day. He scored at least three goals in each of his three Bundesliga seasons to date, if I'm not mistaken, Willy Orban. So he does get amongst the goals. He is a threat in the air from set pieces and Leipzig do have some very good set piece takers uh, around right now. But it's it's just hard to guarantee a regular flow of points for centre-backs, as flow points out. So it's a tricky one. Last part of his question from Brian. Is it good to hold on to Arit? If you can make it possible, I'd sell him for this week because I think the matchup is just like one of the toughest uh, going into Leipzig. But apart from that, he looks like he's finally arrived at Schalke. And I think we'll see a lot more of him this season because he's always been very talented but couldn't consistently show it on the pitch. And it seems like like this is... 
he had, uh, I think now, two or three good games in a row. And that's like easily the best stretch he had in his career at Schalke. So, yeah, but this weekend, uh, I don't like him that much. And that was the reason I didn't bring him in, actually, for last week, because I didn't want him this week. Yeah, I talked myself into buying him. And I like, I mean, of course, end product, I was quite happy. But if he doesn't score that match winning goal, it's not quite as good. And you may have then questioned the decision a bit more. But I mean, yeah, as you say, we saw flashes of it in his first season. His second season was one to forget. And that was ultimately what led to him being priced so low at the start of this season. But yeah, I mean, his price tag right now, I mean, he's going to be difficult to ignore if he can produce those types of performances on a consistent basis. But I do agree with you, Flo. I'll be taking him out this week because of the Leipzig tie. I just can't see him being involved in as many shots. And therefore, that's just not a good thing for a fantasy weekend. Okay, moving on. At Fox Connect, he asks, who are the cheapest starting defenders and midfielders likely to get a run of games? It's like defenders is also tough to get really cheap. I mean, we know Lenz, he's now questionable for the weekend, but he isn't great either. I wished I hadn't gone for him at the start of the season, but I just couldn't ignore his price tag. Two million he was then. I think the cheapest guys I'd look at uh, are Christopher Trimmel for 7.7 million of Union Berlin. It's a Friday evening game. Uh, I I don't think it's the worst idea to go with him. Uh, He takes set-piece duties. He's a decent fantasy option. And the second one, he's more like someone you can bank on consistently, is Lars Bender, 7.9 million. He's now a a defender in the game. He wasn't like last season he was a midfielder. Now he's a defender playing as a right-back. He's in like every game starter for Leverkusen for that price is okay. Don't expect him to give you like 30 plus games very often, but he's he's a solid choice. And a midfield for me is like Laszlo Benes. I took the gamble with him, bring, uh, brought him in last week. And, and that one did pay off because I watched the Europa League game and like Gladbach was really, really bad. And the only one looking... Uh, decent was banished and I just thought uh, Rosa can't like uh, drop him now after that performance after Turam had such a bad game in the Europa League and that came to fruition Benes did play and was again one of the best Gladbach uh, players so I think he has his starting place locked down I think for at least the next match so banished 3.6 million Shine is coming back 6.9 million but tough matchup at Dortmund on the other hand Shine does pick up his points via set pieces and I mean just Bremen needs a few corners and free kicks and you you probably get value out of uh, Nuri Shine but I'd prefer Kamara actually over him 6.6 million you know if he's back in the starting lineup because um, that's a Friday evening game. So uh, Kamada is uh, definitely an interesting one. And uh, in the same game, you could definitely watch out if Kamada isn't playing, if Gacinovic might come in. He's a bit more expensive, 8.9 million. But if he's in the starting lineup, uh, it might be worth a gamble. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I agree with you. The defenders are proving very tricky in terms of finding good ones for very cheap prices. I mean, there there are guys that you can expect to get regular starts. You know, your Robin Knochers at Wolfsburg or even, you know, your Ermin Bicacic's and Stefan Posch's at Hoffenheim. You've got the Freiburg players like Philipp Lienhardt and Robin Koch who are starting regularly, but none of them are really that attractive in terms of fantasy options. Midfield, 
you've definitely got a few picks and Shaheen and Kamada are definitely at the top of those along with Benesh as well. He also asks folks connect when is the right time to get rid of Hoot and he says in the same vein is it possible right now to get two starting goalkeepers that would rotate without spending over 10 million. Yeah, I I have to apologize, but I haven't really had the time to look into the goalkeeper issue, just because I'm I'm stuck with Hood until unlimited transfers. That's basically how I settled in. But, but Stefan is a lock to bring in, so I, I probably would look who pairs up best with Stefan, because he just is doing so many saves, and we've seen that last season by Essa. That is quite sticky, the goalkeepers who save a lot of shots. It's just like how how their team is defending, I think. No, the, I, I mean, Stefan is, has been outstanding. 35 saves this season. He's averaging over 10 points a game in terms of fantasy points. And he hasn't even kept a clean sheet yet. It's absolutely outstanding. But, to, to, I mean, to answer his question, getting rid of Hoot, I mean, if you really want to, the time to do it is during the international break when the unlimited transfers hit in two games' time. That is the time to do it. In terms of finding two goalkeepers that you can rotate that are regular starters. I mean, Rafael Gikovic is 6.7 million, so you can pair him with someone like Hoot. Pervan is only going to be in the side until Castells is back. Same with Zentner at Mainz. And so really, in terms of getting someone under 10 million, I think it's virtually impossible. The question is, Flo, I mean, can I build on this and ask you, you're talking about Stefan. Would you consider, during the international break, unlimited transfers, banking on Stefan and just bringing in a guy for uh, you know the one million price tag yeah definitely uh i, I would consider that because the goalkeepers are so volatile and as as long as there isn't like a goalkeeper around five like you you have you basically have to pay for stefan and another keeper probably around 15 million and i'm not 100 percent that uh, i would be fine with that i have to wait and see how the value falls when the international break is and which players I, I definitely want to bring in my squad and then see how much i've got left over and i mean if i have the money for a second goalkeeper i definitely do it but i don't force the issue this season especially with stefan like being hats uh, over the the competition right now no, okay, I think that's a, a fair statement on the state of affairs with goalkeepers. Good, because I think that's what I'm going to do in the international break, is do the Stefan and, and a 1 million and just save the value. Two questions left from listeners before we move on to the fixture list. At C. Schapper on Twitter, he says, I've strengthened my squad some, but now I have the same spine of nearly everyone else. Levy, Sancho, Harvets, Kimmich. Consequently, point differential to the rest of the leagues is elusive and my bench is weak. How He's asking, how does he mix it up? And he's asking, should he jettison Harvards? Yeah, I'm definitely thinking about that. Harvards is, is burning a hole in your budget and is do, uh, doesn't repay you at the moment. The uh, Another disappointing performance from Harvards against Union in a fantasy sense, 10 points is not what you're looking at with a juicy home fixture. I mean, it could have been a lot better if he wouldn't have hit the post instead of the goal. But yeah, I think you can definitely think about uh, selling Harvards. On the other hand, like you... You mentioned four players and your squad consists of 15. So I wouldn't worry too much about being differential just for differential sake. So uh, that's another thing to consider. But I'd rather have Sancho and Royce than Sancho and Harvards. Yeah, you know what? I was just sorry. I was having a think about that statement. And I think I would agree with you. And uh, the only reason Harvards is still in my squad is the fact that he's playing Augsburg this weekend. 
and and that really is i mean 10 points was you know a nice improvement but like that's an improvement on something that was quite poor in the beginning and so yeah i mean he is definitely in last chance saloon and to be honest if i had more transfers then he would probably be out of my squad already Final question of part one from Maché Kalejko. Arshmeet and Roussillon, still good options, Flo? Yeah, I have serious doubts about both of them. And I mean, Schmidt is a reason that I haven't already have Günther in my squad. And now that Grifo is back, uh, although he didn't start last time, but I think he probably get the start. And you already saw set-piece duties taken away from Schmidt. Just one point against Augsburg, very disappointing. So he, he's definitely a sell candidate for me. Same goes true to Roussillon, although I still have the hope with him that it'll turn out to the good. So Schmidt, I definitely prioritize to sell over Roussillon. Although both have decent matchup this week with Schmid uh, playing at Düsseldorf and Rossignon at Mainz. Yeah, that's it. I, I think, yeah, I would be looking to get rid of Schmid first as well. I think his time is up and I think there are better options out there. Rossignon, you hope that when he does start, and I think he was rested rather than dropped on Monday, but I think this weekend against Mainz, we should see him back in the starting lineup. And he, even if he's talked about his discomfort about the new system, I think he's still worth having around. Okay, right. That brings an end to part one. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with the fixture list. Welcome back to part two of Talking Fußball. Time for a rundown of the upcoming fixtures for match day six. Uh, starting with the Friday night game, Union against Frankfurt. Frankfurt have never lost at the Stadion and der Alten Försterei, but have been defeated in both of their away games so far this season. Five games in flow. How do we feel about Union's fantasy value? You've got the likes of Lenz, Andrich and Anderson knocking about, but how do you feel about them? Yeah, and Trimmel, not to forget Trimmel. I think he's, Oh, Trimmel, yes, yeah. you're right, actually. Spot on. Not great, actually. But, I mean, you have to go cheap somewhere and Lenz is a definite, like, the ultimate uh, cheapie in, in the game. But, like, he's giving you nothing in return and, uh, and that's why I'm... If now we're unlimited transfers, neither of these guys will be in my team. Maybe Trimble the only one. Anderson is one of the better cheap strikers out there, but he's almost 9 million. Uh, and a price tag so I, I don't think it's uh, worth it so Union is a stay away for me yeah. as a whole yeah no I'd, 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 I'd agree with that I think we were wondering whether they could produce anything and then you know they come in with a quite a defensive approach and a hustle bustle one and there were the glimmers of hope at the start of the season but they haven't really produced anything since Frankfurt, I mean, they're kind of, they're not in a dissimilar boat, but we've actually seen signs of life from at least some of their star players this season, haven't we? Yeah, definitely. And uh, I think it's a good idea to actually load up a bit on Frankfurt because they're now playing a Friday evening game at Berlin and then they're hosting Bremen uh, next week on a Sunday. So two standalone fixtures in a row and two very good matchups in a row. So. Yeah, and actually, lock and load your Andre Silva and and guys who have Philip Kostic, no need to panic. Yeah, I mean to add to that, they actually have they have two more standalone fixtures after that because the week after Bremen they play Leverkusen on the Friday night and then they've got a Sunday fixture against Gladbach. Yeah. the following weekend as well. But admittedly, those two are a little tougher in terms of ties. And we, and um, we have yeah, uh, sorry, James, but it. we have the unlimited transfer window between that, and that's why I like I'm I'm not looking. F- farther ahead because I can rewamp my whole squad 
Uh, okay, in fairness, yeah, I guess long-term thinking right now isn't 100% necessary. No, you're, you're not wrong there. What about Frankfurt's front line, though? Because, I mean, Paciencia has looked good. I alluded to this earlier, but Paciencia has looked good, but got three points. Silva looked, was the big scorer. And we've still got Dost kind of waiting in the wings, wondering when he's going to be really match fit and match sharp to the point that Adi Hutter wants to put him in for 90 minutes. Yeah, it's Andre Silva for me, especially since like he's a different player than Dost and Paciencia. Like the strengths of Dost and Paciencia are not exactly the same but they're quite similar in that they're very physical and they're good in the box and so and Silva is more like shifty and likes to shoot from from outside the box as well and and that's why I think he's by far the superior option there yeah especially seeing as he doesn't actually cost you that much more than Paciencia and still you know his price range is a brilliant pickup I agree so I'd love to see him in the starting lineup on Friday night because it'd be hard to ignore as I mentioned earlier shall we move on to the Saturday fixtures then the 3.30 game starting with Paderborn against Bayern Bayern of scored 16 goals in five outings and have won 18 of their last 21 games against sides sat at the bottom of the table drawing the other three now last week three Bayern players ended on 20 plus points against Köln same again against Paderborn Flo? Yeah possibly but that's really depending on how much rotation Kovac will give his side and how seriously they take it I mean if you saw the Cologne game as a whole Bayern weren't that Brilliant, actually. But, my, I mean, Cologne had a few chances. They couldn't convert. And then they got penalized for it if you play against Munich. That's just how it goes. But it wasn't a brilliant game in a footballing sense by Bayern. So I'm curious uh, how it will look at Paderborn. But they always get off a lot of shots, 24 against Cologne and that's where the points come from and I expect another good showing it's just with a few buying assets you just don't know if they are in the starting lineup especially like a player like Coutinho who would be a, a nice addition to your fantasy team but then you look at the lineup and then Müller is starting and you you will pull your hair out and that's what's what's going to happen if you you have players like him. Yes, yeah, spot on. Coutinho would be a lovely differential right now because not a lot of people have him in their squads given that he was a late addition to the game and a late you know, signing for Bayern. But, uh, you know, if, if I could get rid of Harvets for anyone right now, he'd be very close to the top of the list. But Flo's right, uh, the, the, the lack of reliability in terms of starting spots does cause concern. Who would you pick, though, from this game if you had to, Flo? Uh, it would be Kingsley Coman because he actually got rested last week. So I'm pretty sure he's going to start at Paderborn. 15.6 million and uh, we know what he can do on a football pitch. He has always the potential to, to blow up and uh, have a really big fantasy game. So he will be my pick. Of course, Lewandowski and Kimmich, like, they are a given. And I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm trying my best to bring Kimmich back into my squad this week, which probably means that he's going to rot- uh, be rotated out. But yeah, <laughs> there you go. Well, I, I, okay, I hope not, given the fact that he's in my team. But uh, only time will tell. I think, I think in terms of the players at Bayern that are rotation risk, Kimmich is one of the ones that you don't have to worry about too much. He's just got too much importance, whether it be at right back or in midfield, but the move to midfield certainly hasn't done him any harm. Moving on to the next game, Augsburg against Leverkusen. Now, Kevin Folland has scored four in his last four games against Martin Schmidt's side. While it's also worth noting that Augsburg have never beaten Leverkusen in 20 competitive meetings, will that change this weekend, Flo? No, I don't think so. I, um, I, think, I think it's a fair assumption, isn't it? Although, although they... 
they beat Frankfurt, so you have to give him the, uh, give them that. But I, I just I haven't seen much of Augsburg that convinced me that they can be more than a, a relegation candidate uh, this season. Yeah, and that's it. I mean, we've seen we've seen sides struggle in terms of results and still be able to pick up fantasy points. But right now, Augsburg aren't even really doing that. And and that's that's the most worrying thing. We had the little flash in the pan with Ruben Vargas. Who knows whether that's going to continue? I mean, their fixtures haven't been the kindest, but right now they're just not in a good spot in terms of their form out on the pitch. If you had to pick a player flow, who would it be? Uh, last Bender, 7.9 million would be a good, cheapy way uh, to get into the Leverkusen backline. I don't expect Augsburg to score many goals in this one. Uh, of course, I, I was looking at Lucas Alario, as I always do, but uh, there's definitely the risk that uh, even after uh, his good performance against Union, that he won't start. And I was a bit disappointed that he only got 11 points, even with scoring a, uh, a goal against Union. And if he plays and Folland is less valuable because he plays on the wing, that's why it's last bender for me. And in, okay, interesting, interesting to hear a defender picked, but yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with the points you've made there. They are a bit of a, a mixed bag right now, Leverkusen. And if you can't rely on someone like Kai Havertz, then it's very difficult to see really a way into their squad. Mainz against Wolfsburg then. Mainz are enduring their worst start to a season since 2005, while Wolfsburg are still unbeaten, but they have drawn their last three straight games, one all. Wolfsburg's last 10 goals in all competitions were either scored or set up by Wout Weghorst or Josip Brekelo. So who are you backing, Flo? Yeah, funnily enough, it's the Mainz player is Daniel Brzezinski for 8.5 million. But I mean, I left him for that. And like I uh, said before, but he seems to keep his place. He's a good fantasy option. And we, we talked about Brekalo uh, being a great value for 8.8 million. And that still stands. Vejost, 14.4 million. Also a good choice, but... Uh, we talked about them to, so much, so today I wanted to bring up Brozinski uh, as an alternative route uh, to go on that game. Uh, you know what? I actually don't mind you going outside of the box with your picks every now and again. So now we've got two defenders in a row. So there you go. A couple of interesting picks from Flo. Hoffenheim against Gladbach. I'm interested to see who you're going to go for this from this one. These sides have played out two draws when they met last season with Hoffenheim boasting 53 shots to Gladbach's 15 across the two games. It's not to say that things will go the same way this time around. Now, for Gladbach, their substitutes keep scoring, which isn't great for fantasy managers, but Laszlo Benesch was back in the side and grabbed 13 points. Flo, who is your player pick from this one? I mean, I talked about Laszlo Benesch before, 3.6 million. He would actually be my pick, but... I think it's time to mention that Pavel Kadarabek is not playing as a right back anymore. He's playing as a right winger. He's a defender in the game. 11.4 million his price tag. And I think that's really interesting. He hasn't been able to really capitalize on it. I mean, he had 10 points at Wolfsburg because he it did set up the goal. But... Um, they had a abysmal showing against Freiburg. That was the first game he was playing as a winger, just three points there. But they couldn't get anything going there. I think if like Hoffenheim is started playing better, Kadarabek would instantly be one of the most valuable fantasy defenders in the game. So that's something to keep an eye on for 11.4 million. 
Well, hey, three in a row. We make it a hat trick. But I'm so, I actually so glad you mentioned Kadajabek because I, yeah, you're right. Firstly, he's out of position now, which is very exciting. And on top of that, um, I was looking at some statistics about shots from inside the box this season. And actually, all seven of Kadajabek's shots have come from inside the penalty box of the opponent. And I think that's something that you can kind of look at and say, okay, he's getting into very dangerous areas. And for fantasy owners, that's a very good thing. So, yeah, no, great pick, flow. Final game from the 3.30 fixtures, Leipzig against Schalke, a bit of a tricky one potentially, but Leipzig are enjoying their best ever start to a season and they actually could equal a club record if they can remain unbeaten for a 10th straight home game Amin Arit has picked up back-to-back 23-point hauls absolutely exceptional, while Timo Werner has a trek record against Schalke with four goals in six games who are you going for from this one, Flo? Yeah, I'm, go- I'm, I'm going boring in this one again, it's Marcel Savica 13 million, I think he's just safest pick up there. Uh, we saw Timo Werner not really doing what I expected him to do at Bremen and re- uh, wreaking havoc. And I could imagine that, that Schalke was a bit uh, defending a bit more deep, not giving him the space that Werner might have a tough time. I'm not 100%, but I uh, I mean, he's still a, still a great choice and could pop up, pop up for a big game, but I'd prefer uh, Sabitzer personally because he's in like outstanding form and he will have involvement in shots at goal. Uh, I mean, I have to say, Flo, I'm disappointed by that pick. After all those outside-of-the-box choices, I've expected you to go for someone like Conrad Leimer or someone like that, someone really outside uh, the box. He's suspended, so oh, that would have been yeah, that, really bad. That been a ter- actually, you're right, that would have been a terrible choice. But sorry, okay, yeah, you're right. I was expecting someone a little more outside. Of- Diego Demmer, maybe. I'll throw his name out uh, there instead, but you're right. Um, okay, moving swiftly on from that faux pas. Saturday's evening game is Dortmund against Bremen. Now, Dortmund have scored nine and conceded just once in their two home games so far this season. But Bremen will be looking to be a thorn in their side just as they were last season. Royce, incidentally, we talked about him a little bit earlier, but he has 12 goals in games against Werder Bremen, which is the most against any other Bundesliga side right now. But Flo, we've got to talk about it. Or maybe you don't want to, I don't know. But a bit more heartbreak for Bremen this week. Yeah, I mean, Luca is done for the season, basically. That's so... Niklas Füllkrug tore his ACL on Friday. So last practice before the match against Leipzig. On that, one. that was to round up the abysmal, abysmal season so far for Bremen. And it's, it's tough for him because it's his fourth ACL tear in his career. And he's 26. So, yeah, it's always the thing is, you imagine how good he he could be if like his health wouldn't get in the way but unfortunately for Bremen and himself he has done it again so yeah, yeah I mean sad but on the other on the other hand we saw the the comeback of Philip Bargfried and that gave me joy for sure I mean it's unbelievable he was out nine months and I think he played 25 minutes and he looked amazing <laughs> that was like it's unbelievable how, how good he is always after such long breaks but he, he won't be starting at Dortmund though Kofert already said that that he has to build up his physique before he's he, he can start so Shine is safe and uh, as a holding midfielder 
All right, that's. I mean, that's good to hear. I'm glad you. I'm glad you found the silver lining to it all. But you're right. I mean, the news of Full Krug's injury was absolutely gutting. I mean, you guys knew you were taking a risk when you signed him, but like to have that happen so early on, and in such a devastating fashion, really. I mean, given what's been going on, is is rough. Now, should we talk about Dortmund a little bit? Because two players that I want to talk about: Akra Hakimi, in terms of where he stands amongst fantasy defenders, and I also wanted to talk about Paco Alcacer in terms of did he kind of prove our point last weekend? Yeah, Alcasa did. I mean, he did score a lot of points because he didn't score. And then he got substituted for Mario Götze. So that's definitely a possibility. I think that might happen more often in the future, depending on how the, the matches go. Uh, but still, like, you can't see Alcasa not scoring this week against, like, Bremen. Is, uh, I think it's really hard for for the head, for the mental abilities of, of the players, the way that went down with Völkrug. And if you heard Maximilian Eggestein after the match against Leipzig, he was basically content with losing just with three goals. And I think that's really, really dangerous as something like that creeps in to a squad. So I hope they can pick up themselves this week, but I still see Dortmund as a huge favorite, especially... Since they didn't get the win at Frankfurt, I think they want to prove a point and I actually think they can and that Alcasa uh, is an integral part of that. Uh, with Hakimi, I'm not sure that he'll be even in the starting lineup because uh, Lukas Piszczek is back and that might be a good opportunity for uh, Lucien Favre to actually play him and then Hakimi could slot in at left back but I think Rafael Guerrero has uh, run away with that job. I'm, I'm not 100% sure that Hakimi plays and that's uh, why I'm not comfortable with him this week. No, that's it. That's exactly the point I kind of wanted you to make and was hoping you would make because, I mean, if we could guarantee that he'd be starting every week, Hakimi would be a great option, especially at his price. But because he doesn't necessarily seem to be first choice, then it, it doesn't doesn't help his cause, really. OK, shall we move on to the Sunday fixtures? Fortuna against Freiburg. These are the games that people will be looking to for a bit of flexibility this weekend, but they're not the easiest of fixtures to pick from. Now, Freiburg have made their best ever start to a season, but they will have to get past. Zach Steffen, who, as we've mentioned earlier, 35 saves this season, despite not keeping a clean sheet, is averaging double digits. Where are we with Fortuna and Freiburg in a fantasy sense flow? Yeah, I think Freiburg has a lot of interesting players. With Fortuna, we have not that many reliable players who play every week. I think that's that's the problem. It's tough. Like, I'm always looking at Fortuna. There has to be some value in the squad, and I'm not like... Is it Karaman for six point something million, but you're not sure that he's going to play and they like their squad is full of players like that. That makes it really hard. So Gieselman actually would be, I think, the only Fortuna player I think about bringing in. He's a defender and I'm just going to look up his price right now. He's at 8.3 million. So a decent price tag. And I would observe what Jean Simmer uh, will do going forward. Uh, 7.8 million. He's a defender in the game. Often plays as a right winger. Uh, was starting for the first time this season, I think, uh, uh, last weekend. So uh, he's something to keep an eye on. But it would be too risky for me to bring him in right now. With Freiburg, we already mentioned Günther. I think you can take a gamble with Vincenzo Grifo. We know that. He's great uh, if he's on the field and that would be 
basically the two guys I'm looking at out of this game. Okay, let me just ask you one follow-up question to Gunter because we did talk about him earlier. But what I wanted to ask you is, with his form, would you still consider having him in your squad during a tough run of fixtures? I mean, I'm just looking at their their fixtures after the Dusseldorf game. They've got Dortmund at home, Union away, Leipzig at home, Bremen away. And I know you're not looking too far past the international break, but with that in mind, like, would you consider Gunter even during a tough run? Yeah, I would consider him for this week and next week against Dortmund at home, and then I would reevaluate anew during the international break when we got unlimited transfers. So that would basically the the route I, I'd go. I think you can play him against Dortmund. I mean, Dortmund, they haven't shut out many opponents, so Freiburg will get shots at goal against Dortmund. I'm pretty sure of that. And if Günther is involved, like he uh, returns value for you. Yeah, that's it. And, and Freiburger at home and Dortmund have not looked as good away from home this season. There's no doubt about it. OK, final game in the fixture list. Kölner against Hertha. Kölner yet to pick up a point at home this season, but they've faced the two Borussias and now they host a Hertha side with a fewer shots on goal this season. Moving forward, the fixture list actually looks quite good for the Cathedral City side as well with six straight standalone fixtures, five of which are against sides in the bottom half of the table. Schalke away on match day seven is the only exception is this the time to invest in cone flow yeah for me uh, i would say yes yeah and and so who would you invest in the player i would be most interested in is elias giri the midfielder 8.6 million already has 38 points to his name and i think that's an impressive feat with a tough fixture list cologne had to start out the season and he did pick up seven points last week at the loss at munich so that's like that's really a great sign for for Skiri and I think Cologne are favorites even slight favorites uh, against Hertha and Skiri for 8.6 is a guy I'd look at and the other one would be of course Ron Cordoba for 10 million he also did pick up seven points last week so uh, both players win a lot of challenges give you a baseline and they can pop up for big games I mean Ron Cordoba hasn't scored a single goal for Cologne in the Bundesliga, but it's going to come someday, and why not against Hertha? <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, someday, someday. We hope it's going to come someday. No, I, I do agree with you. I think those are the two best ones. I mean, Shkiri is interesting because he's a holding midfielder, but as you said, he still gets in amongst the shots and he helps create chances as well. And the fact that he can prove that against Bayern is certainly very impressive. Quickly about Hertha, is there anyone you trust as the final, you know, final fixture as bring, you know, bringing someone into your lineup? Maybe you've got a lot of points already. Hertha are up next. Is there anyone you would consider? I mean, Derosun is interesting for 11.1 million and did pick up 14 points against Paderborn. The problem with Hertha is they, like, they had six shots at goal against Paderborn at home. <laughs> yeah, I can. And that's really <laughs> hindering the fantasy value of every Hertha asset there is out there. So, And that gives me a pause for thought. So uh, I would actually prefer going Cologne in, in this matchup, but... Derosun, definitely a guy you can look at for 11.1 because he's a midfielder in the game. I think he was a striker last season. So now I'm definitely more interested in him than before. 
No, absolutely. And I mean, that solo effort against Paderborn was quite sensational, it has to be said, even if it did come from a handball, but we won't talk about that. Okay, should we round off the show with our player picks instead? Vegas choice, Flo, who are you going for? I mean, it's it's not tough to guess, but it's Andre Silva for 10.7 million. I would love to bring him in. Let's see. I'm, I'm not 100% because I'm, I'm thinking between, I'm, I'm between him and maybe Paco Alcasa against Bremen, but... If Silva starts, I think there's a high likelihood that I'll, I'm going with, with Silva. But he's not risk-free because uh, he can be substituted early. We, like we, have, we have seen Frankfurt fail at Augsburg, so it's not a given that they overrun Union Berlin. Um, but still, uh, I, I like the look of Silva on the football pitch and in the fantasy game. Yeah, no, I fully agree. I think he's a great Vegas choice. And as we said, Friday night fixture, he could give you a real leap ahead this weekend. I've gone for the final game of the weekend instead and it's a man that Flo just mentioned but it's Hon Cordoba because I was looking into his statistics and he's got 18 points this season in the fantasy but hear me out here because he's played only three games those three games have been against Dortmund Gladbach and Bayern arguably three of uh, Cologne's you know, biggest, toughest games of the season. And the fact is, in the last two games against Gladbach and Bayern, he has been involved in 13 shots on goal. He's had nine shots himself, and he's set up four for teammates. And I think against Hertha, we could still see him produce, even if he doesn't get that elusive Bundesliga goal he's been waiting for. And so I actually think he could be a very good differential at 10 million. But in Venice, you've actually got a great pick there. Two players in the same price range, Silver and Cordoba to go for. I think Silver's maybe the safer option, maybe just. How about your super schnepchen flow? Uh, it has to be Laszlo Benes, uh, 3.6 million. I can't see Marco Rosa dropping Benes. So, uh, and then he's about the cheapest midfielder who starts. And on top of that, he's uh, actually a really good one doing set piece duties. Uh, did pick up 13 points last week so I'm glad he's in my squad no certainly a very good pick I've actually gone the Frankfurt route with this one and I've gone with Daichi Kamada uh, at 6.6 million you mentioned him earlier uh, and a stat to Kamada is the fact that currently amongst Bundesliga midfielders outside of Marco Royce, he has the most shots from inside opponents penalty areas with nine to his name Royce has a couple more but then I guess with Royce it's expected but Kamada is getting into good positions we finally saw him involved in the goal even though he didn't get any extra points really for the Thomas Delaney own goal against Dortmund but he should come back in the starting lineup 6.6 million I think he's a great budget buy in midfield how about your banker then Flo yeah I'm going with Kingsley Coman I would like to invest in Bayern going into Paderborn and I think from all the midfielders he's the one I would feel most comfortable with because I'm pretty sure uh, he's going to start you know what? I, I, I mean, I'm going down the midfield route as well because I think it was a good way to go this weekend. I like Kingsley Coman as a pick. I think he will come in. I think your reasoning is very sound. I've gone for Marco Royce. I will say this, though. I'm not going to be bringing him into my squad. I just can't afford to do it this weekend. But I think if you can and you're looking for a midfielder or maybe you're looking for an alternative for Harvets because you've decided this is the weekend to get rid of him, Marco Royce, I think, is a great way to go up against Bremen. And he offers you the flexibility, of course, of being the Saturday evening fixture as well so yeah there we go right that brings us to an end of this week's talking foosball fantasy episode anything to add flow before we go no uh, i i won't uh, interrupt you uh, again james <laughs> 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 sorry uh, that's been a few times this 
uh, today. Oh, that is quite all right. We're allowed to interrupt each other every now and again as long as we're making salient points, which most of the time we don't, uh, if we're being honest. But anyway, don't forget to follow us at Talking Foosball on Twitter. Give us a like on Facebook. And if you haven't yet joined the Talking Foosball Fantasy League, for now, from me, your host, James Thurgood Flow, and the rest of the Talking Foosball crew, Alfie Hearn. Alfie Hearn. 